0: Welcome to Horror 4 H. I'm your guide into the wonderful world of. Wait, no, that's. uh, Sorry, that's not right. It's not wonderful. I'm your guide into the horrifically terrible world of bad horror, but also your shining light in the darkness. And that light is made of very bad jokes. You're welcome. If this is your first time joining us here at Horror 4 H, nice to have you. You picked a fun episode to come in on. If you are a repeat listener, then welcome back, and you must be high. Frankly, though, I'm envious. These movies would be infinitely better if I were high, and I know for a fact that my rants are definitely better high as well. Not that I'm endorsing the use of marijuana, except that I am. Uh, I wonder if all that will get me removed from iTunes. Huh. Speaking of, you can find all the newest updates and, more importantly, the hints of the day at either the Facebook page or on the Twitter feed. On either site, just search for Horror4H and you'll find me fairly quickly. Uh, Search for me on iTunes or SoundCloud and subscribe rate, give me likes, all that good social media stuff. Share the hell out of me because I am not a finite resource. I'm not exactly like Love, where the more you give, the more you get, but I'm far from something like Fuck's, where once you run out, you're done for a while. I'm sort of like Weed and Pizza. Sure, there's a set amount you get at any given time, but sharing me with friends just makes it all better, and you know there's going to be more eventually, so it's cool. Also, don't forget, if you feel like being generous, head over to the Patreon page and donate whatever you feel my time is worth for you. More money being dumped into the show means... Well, right now, it actually means I can keep the old episodes up for as long as I want. But past that, I'm hoping to add a few more features to the show eventually. I'm working on putting up a YouTube channel with some of the old episodes and stills from the movies they riff on for wider access. I'd also be willing to entertain the idea of doing other types of podcasts or videos in between episodes, uh, if that's something a lot of you would want. But uh, for any of that to happen, uh, you need to do two things for me. One, just keep listening. And two... Let me know that you're listening. Share, like, tweet, email, all that. And uh, let, me know, let me know your thoughts on the show. On me, on horror in general. Hell, if you want to tweet me that you had a lovely day and saw a puppy, that actually would be really fucking awesome because I love dogs. Tweet me all your dog pictures. But Seriously, I have a rapport with a few of you, and honestly, that helps me keep doing this. On days when I don't feel like watching a bad movie and writing the script and editing the script and recording it and editing the recording and uploading it and figuring all this out, having a couple diehard fans, it, uh, it helps me push through this, you know? I do it for me, but I do it for you too. And so the more of you I know really enjoy this, the more the more I'll do, and likely the better I'll do. And uh, speaking of diehard fans, hey Sean, uh, bed rest, man, bed rest. But enough of the blathering on, I will get back to doing that after the riffing. So on to the riffing, sit back, relax, and enjoy bad horror through someone else's eyes. Shockma, 1990. So first off, I didn't even write this part down because it didn't hit me until now. All the movies I've done so far for the most part have been 80s movies. This is one of the first ones I've done that's uh, in the 90s or later. But honestly, it's an 80s movie. It just came out in 1990. So, from the first frame, the tension is palpable. Wait, no, that's not the word I'm looking for. It's non-existent. That's the word I was looking for. But the music tries to tell you otherwise. Honestly, it's actually fairly decent music. We see a university-looking building with students walking around and then a cut to a medical theater close-up on surgical instruments, and the cutting open of someone, or something, dun-dun-dun, with some students watching and some aiding, the spreading of something, I don't know if that's supposed to be the brain or what, but based on the positioning, yeah, I think so, Uh, but no one tell these guys what a skull is supposed to look like because they might feel bad about how wrong they just got that. BONE SAW! Oh god, I hope that bone saw is used later in a gruesome display, but it won't be, because spoiler alert, the baboon they're operating on right now is the killer. Yes, I know, it's sad that he won't be using knives and bone saws and other surgical instruments to murder people, he'll pretty much be using his baboonness, which, to be fair, is seriously effective! I mean, baboons are vicious bastards. They're fucking scary. If you ever ran into an angry baboon in the wild, you'd shit your pants. And even if you didn't, they'd still eat you because they smell fear. And sometimes fear smells like shit in pants. Basically, what I'm trying to get at is that baboons are really scary. But somehow, this movie makes them really not seem all that scary. Yeah. Okay, so they're injecting something into the baboon's brain. Also, I'm saying baboon weirdly because I just watched a uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000 episode called "Overdrawn at the Memory Banks," wherein Raúl Julia gets to play somebody whose brain is put into a baboon temporarily, and they say baboon weirdly, and they go baboon, or it's just it's odd. So if I switch between the pronunciations, sorry, I've got that bouncing around in my head. So they're injecting something new in his brain. Probably not some sort of chemical that will make it go crazy and murder people, though, right? I'm sure it's just something, like, to make it super smart so the baboon can be better at chess or something. Oh, wait, God, what if it makes the baboon super smart? Smart enough to kill. I didn't... I I don't... No, no, I don't think it does that, though, no. It's been months since I've watched this movie, so I really don't remember all that much. I pretty much just remember the baboon murdering people, yeah. So, during the surgery, whatever the surgery is, one of the students says, Uh, Professor, about that game tonight? Not now, Richard. Well, we know who the suck-up is. It's Richard. Richard is the annoying suck-up. Also, the professor is Roddy McDowell. As of me writing the script, no one has guessed the movie correctly. But one of you was closer than you realized. Sean, the guy I said hi to earlier, hi Sean, guessed Planet of the Apes after the monkey hint, but honestly, that wasn't too far off because Roddy McDowell was also in the Planet of the Apes series. He was Cornelius in the original Planet of the Apes movie, and again, in Escape from Planet of the Apes. Oddly, though, he wasn't in the second movie beneath the Planet of the Apes. I'm not sure why. He also was then Cornelius' son, Caesar, in Conquest of the Planet of the Apes, which was my favorite of the series, by the way, and Battle for Planet of the Apes. He then went on to appear in the TV series Planet of the Apes as Galen. So, Roddy McDowell was pretty heavily involved in movies about primates apparently yeah but back to the movie at hand which in which apes do not rule the planet though a monkey definitely has some say in the happenings of a single building for a night so there's that Cut to a computer lab of some sort where we meet Sam, a guy in a lab coat, so he's obviously important, and Bradley, a guy who's doing stuff on the computer, so he's obviously smart. They have walkie-talkies that are labeled with the names of the players of this game, and frequencies have all been changed so that they can't talk to each other, they can only talk to the game master. Obviously, this won't cause any problems at all and not lead to tons of deaths. Nope! Won't happen. Don't worry. You should be... We find out Bradley hasn't ever lost any of these games before and isn't the least bit smug about that at all. But they've also never played in a real building before, and Sam thinks this will be his edge. Eh. They've gone all out and have a visual representation of the building with keys, code words, quote-unquote weapons, and reveal crystals, and so on and so on. And on top of that, the electronics department has trackers that everyone will have on them, so there can be a visual representation of them on the screen as well. So uh, and if you want an idea of what the graphics look like, think Maniac Mansion. Now think of how that game would look if a two-year-old tried to code it. Now think that that two-year-old was drunk, now you're there. So Bradley says this is going to be our best game ever, and it sure will! Best means most deaths, right? yeah and back to the operating theater with professor roddy mcdowell whose actual name isn't important because it's roddy fucking mcdowell so yeah he's being sucked up to by richard even more impressively though professor mcdowell i'm not going to refer to him by his actual character name at all not even once brushes him off in a hilarious fashion did you need anything richard richard again asks about the game but not in a direct way at all Have you ever written a paper and knew that you had to hit a certain word count, but didn't have enough material so you started padding every single sentence you could? That's Richard right now. This game sounds like a wonderful opportunity to hone one mental skills! Yes, dude, literally, everyone knows you're sucking up, and the only reason you haven't been kicked out of school is because your grades are so good that they can't. No one likes you, Richard. They tolerate you only because they legally have to. I wonder if they named him Richard because he's a dick. It sounds like I'm being harsh, especially when you're not even five minutes into the movie yet, but trust me, if or when you watch this movie, five minutes is enough time to know that you want to strangle Richard. but hey, good news we also don't have to root for Sam who is set up to be the protagonist of the film because we're treated to him and a woman as of yet unnamed and he's telling her how she'll have to cook his meals and fix his socks and pump out babies because he'll be so busy being a doctor she counters with that's basically fucking stupid because she'll be busy running an engineering firm that she's gonna start so of course he says that well she's gonna have to start it with his money and then the lab rat that he's holding jumps at her And he laughs and says it's trained to attack militant feminists. Dude, if she was a militant feminist, your balls would be in your mouth right now. Just saying. Guy whose name we don't know yet and Richard wheel in the baboon, which we don't know is a baboon yet. And we are talking Partridge family trivia. Apparently two kids played the drummer. And they tell Sam and whoever the fuck she is that the one they just wheeled in is Shakma. Who, they inform us, they shot full of a drug that is supposed to inhibit aggression, but sometimes has the complete opposite effect, so they've been working on a stable version of it. I'll give you two guesses on whether or not what they just injected with does. Let's see if it makes him aggressive or if it calms him down. (laughs) Why use baboons? Because they're the most aggressive primate other than man. Sam's upset, though, because he was training Shakma, And good news, Richard isn't just a suck-up. He, too, like Sam, is also a sexist dumbass and tells Sam not to be a girly man. But, like, not in an ironic way, in a dead serious way. So that's two people we get to root for death for. Yay! Go Shakma! Oh, shit, Shakma heard me. He jumps up from the gurney and starts trying to attack everyone, but thankfully is tied to said gurney with several feet of something, because you should always be sure to give your dangerous primate, whom you're injecting with potentially aggression-inducing drugs, several feet of room to savage. Dumbasses. Wow. Yay, Richard got clawed before Sam could could uh, drug Shockma, so good job, monkey. And Professor McDowell rushes in, demanding to know what happened. So rather than explain rationally, Dick... I'm gonna call him Dick from now on, says, I didn't do anything! Jesus fucking Christ, Dick, you're an asshole. Sam tells the professor what he drugged him with, McDowell suggests another dose at ten times the level he was just given, and Sam's a little upset because that's a fatal dose, which, you know, makes sense because obviously the monkey who they just shot full of drugs that made him aggressive needs to be put down. Guess what doesn't happen? Yeah... So, the professor tells Dick to get his arm looked at, in a completely offhanded and annoyed manner, and honestly, it's just great that everyone hates Dick. A woman whose name we don't know is bandaging up Dick, who starts questioning Sam about the game and how he hopes it's not too complicated because Dick has a date. Dude, if you're gonna be an underhanded suck-up who crashes a game other people have worked hard to set up, why would you also make a date for the same night? You deserve whatever form of monkey murder you get. Side note, Monkey Murder would be an awesome band name. Yeah. Professor McDowell has told Dick to ask Sam if he could play, since the game was Sam's idea, and now Dick is telling Sam that Professor said he should play. Seriously. Can this monkey murder speed up? Dick needs to die. Well, Dick is being a, well, you know, a dick... Sam grabs the wrong vial of chemicals, because why would you double-check that shit when you're gonna put down a dangerous animal? You wouldn't, that'd be stupid! Oh! And hilarity ensues, and by hilarity I mean murder. But fun! Dick doesn't get to play. Okay, Dick gets to be the bad guy. Nemesis! Because fuck coming up with a good villain name, right? Like, oh, okay. Now, we have what's supposed to be an emotional moment as Sam injects Shockma with what he thinks is a lethal dose of something. But it's ruined by, guess who? Dick! Yeah! Who tells Sam he needs to lose this sentimental side or else he won't make any real money as a doctor because the best doctors don't care about patients? Wait, what? And then Sam says, I know. Like, Wow. I'm glad these people are all gonna probably die, because they'd make terrible doctors. Dick fills out the paperwork, and while doing so, Dun, dun, dun! Shock was little monkey murder paw, they're adorable, flexes, and then we see Dick continue to be a dick, by laughing and writing, Man, as the cause of death. Seriously, fuck dick. Oh my god. Professor McDowell walks in before Dick can cremate Shakma, and basically says, did I say cremate him? To which Dick says, yes, sir, back in the lab. And no, he he didn't say that. And he says that he didn't say it because, you know, he has to do a necropsy. He, He can't do that on a pile of ashes. Professor McDowell gives him a look that says, if I could fail you, I would. Right now, you suck. I hate you. You make me not want to be a professor anymore. Unfortunately, he only says that in look. Ah, sad face. So, oh, hey, random woman shows up for Dick, but he tells her he has to help the professor and that it won't take long, even though he has no idea how long it will take. So Dick straight up lies to every single person he ever meets constantly, and he wants to be a doctor. Good combo. Everyone thanks Shakma right now for making sure Dick never gets to be a doctor. Thank you, Shakma, because I can totally see how that'd go right now. Hey, Dr. Dick, uh, so I couldn't help but notice... That, uh, I woke up without my left leg? Yeah. Well, you said the right leg had the problem, and, and you also said that we wouldn't even need to amputate, so I'm a little confused. No, I said it was your left one, and we have to cut it off. Don't you remember? No, I don't remember that at all. Well, tough, that's what I said. Okay, bye, I have to go fuck a woman who I promised I'd use a condom with, but I won't, and also I have syphilis and didn't tell her. What? Well, that sounds illegal and irresponsible. What? What does? You having sex with a woman without a condom when you said you'd use one. And also not telling her you have syphilis. I never said that. Okay, bye. That's pretty much how it go. Hey, it's a new character. This is uh, one of the people's sister, okay, and she's gonna be the princess that everybody has to rescue. Oh, oh, she's Dick's sister, and she told Dick about the game. Bad princess, bad. She's gotta wait on the top floor of the building to be rescued, and she's obviously into Sam, who says that she's the object of their quest, and I'm starting to think women are objects to about half the men in this movie, so again, go Shockma! Ooh, burn he asks if it's okay with her parents for her to be the princess ouch damn she kind of does that how old do you think i am just at, that hurt to watch for her like that hurt that was kind of cold cold burn Ooh, those are the worst damn hands dick some stuff he needs to be the bad guy and dick's first words are this looks like a lot of work dude really i think I want to be a part of that game, I want to be in the game, I'm going to lie to be in the game, I'm going to put off my date so I can be in the game, ugh, this game takes effort, wham, I'm a dick, seriously. Sam mentions that, hey, it's important for the game, and Dick's lady friend suddenly realizes she's being ditched for a game, and is for some odd reason, you know, upset by that, having been led to believe this was something important Dick needed to do for school. So, of course, what does Dick do when caught in not telling the truth? If you said, act like a normal adult and apologize, then you don't understand how this works, do you? He doubles down and says, it's only gonna take a couple hours, and instantly is proven incorrect by Sam, who says, the last game lasted until early morning, and that was just the tabletop version. Dick gives a, why me, look, because you literally asked for it, you stupid sack of shit. Duh. Dick's told to be at the faculty lounge at 7.30. Bet he doesn't show up at 7.30. Want to take that bet? I wouldn't if I were you. Oh, hey, in the monkey lab with all the monkeys, uh, no one hears all the monkeys being slaughtered as we hear them screaming their adorable little heads off and see blood splattered all over the door. Yeah, nobody heard that, though. Mm, You know, because horror movie. Look, it's 7.30, and Dick is late. Ooh, they're going to make a bet about who wins tonight's game. Ooh, ooh. Sam suggests a hundred bucks and lady whose name we don't know suggests 500 bucks and after some oh god that's too much and her egging everyone on and questioning their abilities they all agree Richard's lady friend drops him off and honestly I'm not sure why he's lied to her multiple times today and when she drops him off he says again it won't take long check back in three hours she even says yeah right here's a piece of advice to everyone out there If your significant other lies about insignificant shit, then they're going to lie about significant shit, and you should dump them, because trust is the cornerstone to any solid relationship, says the guy whose fiancé left him six months ago. Wait, damn, I just burned myself. But my point remains valid regardless. So, for being late, and for being an asshole, they're making dick wear a stupid Halloween mask, which it's actually a nice touch i'll give them that it's pretty funny because you know dick is a dick and professor is checking everything and surprise dick didn't do what he was supposed to do and so now he's upset because he has to go around and do everything he was already supposed to have done professor mcdowell tells him to go turn the lights off in the lab well professor i was just thinking you know we'd leave them on The labs are a cavern, Richard. The lights need to be off. Okay, well, I was just thinking that since there's $100,000 worth of equipment in there, maybe it should be off-limits and secure. I locked the building up tight, Richard. We can trust our own group. Okay, but I was just thinking, oh my fucking god, shut the fuck up, dick. Seriously. I want Roddy McDowell to slap the shit out of you. I want nice, mild-mannered, calm, reserved, adorable old man Roddy McDowell to brutally murder you right now. That's how annoying you are. So, Dick sucks at being a suck-up. If you're gonna suck up, do what they tell you. Like, Jesus fucking Christ, Dick. (gasps) Ominous shots of the lights going off. Spooky. I'm available for Halloween parties, by the way. Professor McDowell passes out the goodie bags, and everyone gets various props and whatnot, and... Dick's little sister, complete with sappy electronic piano music, tries to start up a conversation with Sam and tries to be extra flirty and fails miserably and painfully. It hurt to watch. So there's a fun juxtaposition of people saying things like, I'm using a key and I've got the code word, Game Master, and I've got the clue, I figured it out, and trying to figure out if they're the elf or the giant or whatever all while using walkie-talkies and saying over and out that I really just can't correctly express to you. It's kind of funny to watch. Uh, But the heretofore unnamed woman that Sam was sexisting all over earlier is named Tracy, so good to know. Now we know that. And we see Bradley smugly getting a code correct, and, like, honestly, I can't describe it other than the word smugly. Like, that word was first used on the record in the mid-1500s, and it has sat around being used incorrectly ever since but the second bradley answered that riddle correctly and picked up his scroll that word was suddenly used in the right way it fit perfectly so rejoice logophiles smugly has finally found its place but sadly it's in the movie shockma so i guess don't rejoice too much after all and one of the guys thinks he's got it But he doesn't, and we still don't even know his name yet. So, I mean, we're only like 25 minutes into the movie, though. Why would we need to know everyone's name? That's stupid. So Smugly, er, sorry, Bradley is going to go to room 414. But, oh no, that's where Dickasis is. I mean, Nemesis is. I mean, Dick, who, upon hearing the door start to open, hides under the desk. He's not supposed to hide under the desk, by the way. He's supposed to do something else. But he hides under the desk. So Professor McDowell is obviously a little confused, seeing as how Dick was supposed to do something. So when McDowell asks him where he is, Dick says, like a dick, room 414, sir, isn't that where I'm supposed to be? Like McDowell is a jackass for asking him that or something. And again, is caught in his bullshit and then says, oh, I fell asleep. Pay attention or this is going to be one short game. But that's just what Dick wants. Dick is really terrible at sucking up. Like Honestly, I think the writers had two completely different characters originally. One who was, like, the annoying suck-up, and one who was just an an insufferable line dick. And then for some reason, it was cocaine, it's always cocaine, went, let's combine them into one pointless and stupid character! And then they did that, and that is how Dick was born. Smugly hears a noise in the next room, and it's uh, where the monkeys are held. That this is gonna go well, he tells McDowell he's going to go into the specimen room because he thinks he hears nemesis. So what does he do before he goes in there? That's right. He puts down the walkie-talkie that has been literally clipped to his belt the entire fucking game. Why keep it where you've had it for the entire time? That'd be a normal, sensible, and just basic thing to do, but then we wouldn't get another hour of sweet, sweet monkey serial killing. So there is that. The specimen room is covered in blood and dead animals, and then suddenly SHOKMA jumps in his face! And yeah, dead Smugly. Now the weird part is what happens with the tracking device. So, the professor can use the computer and see where everybody is in the building, right? So he's, he's using that, and suddenly, Bradley's turns off, so he can't see Smugly anymore. Like, these were basic tracking devices. They didn't fucking hardwire these things into their hearts or anything. So why the hell would it just fucking stop when he died? That makes no sense. Random shot that serves no purpose but to show Sam and Gary are the only ones left on a floor. But hey, now we know the other guy's name is Gary. So, alright. We know Gary's name. We know everybody's name except, uh... What, Dick's girlfriend and Dick's sister? Yeah, seems about right. So Dick is told to switch rooms and check on Smugly when he does. Okay. He puts on the mask and jumps around like an idiot trying to scare Smugly. (laughs) It doesn't work, though, because, you know, Smugly's dead. He finally hears Smugly's walkie-talkie and finds it on the floor, covered in blood. So what does he do? Call McDowell and say, Hey, Professor, I just found blood. Something's up. No! He starts slowly walking around the room, looking up. I shit you not. He's looking up because why would you look at eye level or on the floor where the blood is? Then he almost stumbles over Smugly's corpse and continues to walk around slowly, even more, before tripping over a fucking chair and dropping the walking talkie, because again, when you see a corpse, why the fuck would you tell anyone? (sighs) Shockma chases him into a supply closet, and so Dick has to hold the door closed with one hand while trying to pour acid into a glass, hopefully to drink, Oh, no, no, no. He's going to try to uh, use it as a weapon. Okay, well, that's not a terrible idea that'll go horribly wrong. Yeah. This will obviously go very, very well for him. Let's watch. He creeps back out and finds his walkie-talkie again, but as he bends down to pick it up, finally realizing that, oh, hey, maybe telling people would be a good idea, Shockma rushes out to jump on him, which, of course, results in the acid going all over Dick's face. So, on the bright side, Dick is dead. We don't have to listen to him anymore. Hooray! Wait a minute. Aw, shit. I just realized, like, half of my riffing has been about Dick. No! Dick! Don't leave! We need Dick! What will we ever do without Dick? Dick is necessary for fun! Are you guys enjoying the dick jokes? I worked really hard on these. I didn't go soft on them with you. I mean, I've been giving you all a solid dick constantly for a while now. Penis. Professor thinks Dick fell asleep, which, you know, is fair, because Dick said he did earlier. So, Sam opens a door to some tense music to find out that, oh my god, it's Tracy! Okay, so that really wasn't scary at all. (laughs) Oh, you got me, movie. No, you didn't, but it's fun to pretend, isn't it? So, Tracy has a reveal crystal, which means she gets to go through Sam's notebook and finds out he sucks at this game. He just sucks at it. She doesn't learn anything from him. Since Tracy and Sam are hanging out together, McDowell decides he's gonna go check on Dick and says, I think he's playing a different game than the rest of us. And he is! He's playing the I can't do anything well and so I got acid thrown in my face by a baboon game! And he's winning at it! Go, Dick! Did you really think that was gonna be the end of the dick jokes? I got enough dick to keep going for a long time. Lots of dick. Penis joke. So the professor walks out of the office, and does he take any of the half-dozen walkie-talkies with him? No! Why would he take any form of communication at all when he can't get a hold of two of his students in a lockdown building? That'd be absolutely insane! That'd be like walking around without your cell phone! How many of you just checked your pockets right now to make your cell phone, make sure your cell phone is in them? Because I did, even though mine is literally right next to me on the desk! Yeah, it's right fucking here on the desk. And I still started to pat down my phone at the very thought of not having a communication device with me. And I know this is in the 80s, before they had those all the time. But he's been using walkie-talkies this whole time. Doesn't take any with him. None. Whatsoever. <sighs> okay. Well Sam starts trying to make out with Tracy, who kinda lets him, and then says a line about the caverns being dark before turning off the lights, before they slowly disappear off the camera to, you know, do it. And cut to Dick's sister, who is now dressed up like a princess of bad floral outfits, I guess. Yeah. And she's checking herself out in the mirror, talking about how she wants Sam to come rescue her. Yeah. Well, too bad, because Sam's busy rescuing. You know, I don't even have a good joke there. He's fucking someone else. Sorry, Dick's sister. It, It sucks. I, You know my condolences so professor gets out of the elevator but not before locking it with his keys so it can't change floors because again why would that be a bad idea yeah go professor mcdowell so he hears some noise before continuing down the long dark spooky hallway and finding bloody tracks all over the place like blood splatter everywhere and then he finds dick's still melting face it, it's still bubbling, okay? Half his fucking face is melted off, and it's still bubbling. Before he checks to see if Dick's dead, half his fucking face is literally liquefied on the floor, and his chest is melting too, and you put your hands into his chest, Doc. Yeah, he's dead, and I'm now questioning your medical abilities. He just sort of wipes his hand on his shirt after that, because what? What the fuck? Okay, okay. Uh, At least he starts backing up towards the elevator instead of just not doing anything at all and stumbling around like dick. But oh no! Who's that at the end of the hallway? It's not a who, it's a what. It's Shakma, And he runs down the hallway and Professor McDowell can't close the elevator door because, you know, he locked it. That was a smart move. Made perfect sense at the time. Mm Mm-hmm. And before the door shuts... He gets a monkey to the face. Flying monkey to the face! Yes! It's like magic hatchet to the face, but fuzzier. It's, a, it's great. So he screams, and that alerts Sam and Tracy that maybe having sex right now isn't the best option. And somehow, Sam instantly knows it's Shakma. I'm not kidding. They hear a single scream, and Sam instantly just goes, <gasps> "Shakma." And instead of questioning it, even a little, Tracy is just like, Oh, I thought you put him to sleep. He's like, so did I. Not even a. How the fuck do you know that that's Shakma and not one of the other half dozen monkeys we have in the lab? Also, how do you know that baboon's particular scream? What the fuck were you doing with Shakma before they fucked with his brain? What kind of training did you do with this baboon? What sort of sick, twisted fuck are you? To answer some of that, he's a really weird, sick, twisted fuck. We'll get to that later. And not even for any of the reasons you could even possibly try to imagine right now. For completely different reasons! It's so great how fucked up this movie gets! And, and not even on purpose. It's just fucked up by implication. Because of the implication. Yeah. So they try the elevator, but cut to McDowell's bloody corpse blocking the door so it can't move floors anymore. And Gary is trying to get a hold of McDowell, but you know, he's kinda dead. So he also tries the elevator, but again, that's not going to work. So Sam and Tracy start running through the stairwell, and Tracy suggests getting help, but Sam thinks he can handle it. Why? Why do you think you can handle it? It's a fucking baboon that's been injected with a chemical directly into its brain that has increased its aggression, and it was already a member of the second most aggressive primate species. But you can handle it. You're fine, Sam. You have a rapport with Shockma, right? You guys are buddies, pals, amigos. You can totally handle it. Anyone else hoping Sam gets a flying monkey to the face? Because I am. If I'm not back in two minutes, call security. No, Sam, just call security now. You're fucking pulling Tracy into being stupid now. She wanted to get help and you're telling her to wait? God damn. Oh, hey, Sam just found blood trails and then hid in a closet when he heard shock mcgrowling. So somehow the fucking monkey doesn't see him peeking out of the closet, whatever. Gary says he's gonna head up to the fourth floor, which I think is where all the monkey murders happening. I'm honestly not sure now. Tracy starts asking if the noise in the stairwell is Gary, which it is, but as far as Gary knows, they're still playing the game. So Tracy, rather than being like, Gary, is that you? Because we think people are hurt and shit is going down, man. is just like, oh, well, I guess I shouldn't care about it. And then fucking leaves the stairwell to go look for Sam because now Tracy is stupid too. Sam's stupidity is contagious. Good job, Sam. I think he just got Tracy killed. So she calls for Sam and, of course, Shockma hears, let's see what happens. As Sam tries to calm him down, predictably Shockma freaks the fuck out because, you know, chemicals in his fucking brain. Now they decide they need to get to a phone. Oh good, now they decide that. Tracy points out that uh, he can open doors, though, and Sam says it's okay. The stairwell door is too heavy for him to open. He's a baboon. It's not too heavy he can rip people's throats out. I'm pretty sure he's strong enough to open a goddamn door. Thanks, lazy screenwriters. They start trying doors in a hallway that are all locked, but they can't lock stairwell doors. Right, okay, this makes perfect sense. Perfect fucking sense. This is more ridiculous door-wise than Night of the Demons. (sighs) And so far, no one's even been thrown out a window. I bet no one gets thrown out a window in this movie. Sad face. So... The only phones are in the teacher's lounge, and they can't get in or break the doors open. I don't know why they can't break the damn doors open. They're not that heavy. I mean, they're heavy, too heavy for a baboon to open, but, you know, uh, whatever. So Tracy pulls the fire alarm! That's actually a smart idea. But does it work? No! Why? Because Professor McDowell had Gary turn those off earlier. WHY THE FUCK WOULD YOU DO THAT?! THAT MAKES LITERALLY NO SENSE! Oh my god! I'm so glad these people aren't going to live long enough to be doctors! And the professor dumb shit is already dead! They'd have killed countless patients with their pure stupidity! Oh my god! This is ludicrous! Sam decides they have to distract Shockma so they can get the potentially injured people out. Why do you think that anyone's just injured? You saw a lot of blood, but you didn't hear any noise other than a monkey screaming. You have... No reason to suspect anyone in there is in need of emergency medical attention. Your best bet is to try to get help, but you're going to distract the chemically amped up monkey. Okay, good job. So Tracy opens the door to the electronics lab, because why would that be locked? (laughs) And is going to use a high-intensity strobe light to blind Shockma, which Sam gingerly inquires, Blind him? Oh, only temporarily. He's a fucking attack monkey at this point, and your concern is that he's gonna be blinded permanently? Fucking hell, Sam. Ah. Sam tries to get Tracy to show him how to use it so he can do that, while Tracy goes for help, and Tracy basically says, you can't be super macho all the time, I'm helping. Bitch, let him be super macho for once. You should go get help. You know what? Or he should go get help. One of you should go get help. There's no reason you both need to go see if people need help. None. At all. Oh, hey, they just missed Gary. Okay. Oh, look, it's Dick's corpse. Blinding attack. Now they shut him in the room, and Tracy holds the door to keep him inside, while Sam... Runs. For. Some. Reason. Okay. She screams at him to hurry, so then he slows to a leisurely pace, and sees Professor Dedberg, whose face is literally gone, and checks his pulse. Because it's not like she's screaming that the door is going to give way or anything, and we see her holding the door as best she can as Sam drags the professor's corpse behind her literal fuck he moved it initially so the elevator would work like okay that i understand but then he just kept dragging it for like a hundred feet <laughs> what the actual fuck did i just see it was almost like a piece of slapstick humor in the middle of this what i just saw is what would happen if you gave salvador dolly ecstasy and cocaine mixed his dna with laurel and hardy and then tossed in a dash of benny hill for good measure I wished the movie had ended right then, with him just dragging a corpse behind her at full speed and her trying to hold a door shut so she isn't mauled to death by a monkey while looking behind her like the fuck did I just see? But sadly, it's still going. So Tracy runs and lets go and Sam lets go of the door to try to blind him again, but it doesn't work, so he just throws the light at Shockma and it gently glides past him on the floor. Good job, Sam. <sighs> <clears throat> Oh, now they're in the stairwell with the corpse that you dragged in there for no reason. And he says, that must have been Richard in there. And you think you saw his hand move? I had to actually rewind a bit. Okay, so technically I didn't rewind because it's not a VHS, but, you know, whatever. Still, I had to back up the movie a little bit. And she did say that. Barely. She whispered under her breath. I had to crank the volume so I could hear her say, hand move. So now Sam's gonna want to try to go back and to save Dick, because that makes perfect sense. He was covered in blood, so Tracy needs to distract Shockma so Sam can get Dick. That's fucking stupid. Even if Dick was alive, let's both risk our lives to save a man likely already dying of blood loss instead of trying to find a way to go get help. Yeah, that's how doctors work. Woo! Awesome job! <sighs> so I wonder what Tracy's distraction is gonna be. Well... With as well thought out as all this is, I bet it's going to be a meat suit complete with a blindfold so she can't see him coming. (sighs) She sneaks around and hides in a room before screaming into the hallway, which, of course, lures Shockma, And she closes the door, but, you know, he's a fucking amped up baboon. So he starts trying to break it down, and she barely held the door closed a minute or two ago. So this was clearly a super well thought out plan. Oh, hey, and uh, Sam sees Dick again with literally half of his face melted away so he better check to see if he's dead i'm sorry if i come across a corpse and it and they're like their fucking face is melted off and i don't see their chest moving up and down i'm gonna just assume they're fucking dead and go get help i'm not gonna go i should check to see if their pulse is going no just fucking run oh my god <sighs> Yep, he's dead. Good, good job. Glad you checked it. Didn't see that coming at all. So now that we know that he's dead, he's gonna kneel next to the corpse and try not to puke for about 40 seconds. Not like Tracy could be dead or being ripped apart by you know a fucking monkey. Huh. Shockma hears Sam almost puking and goes after him, but thankfully Tracy lets yells out to let him know. You know, but rather not thankfully. I kind of wish Sam was being fucked up right now because he's so stupid shakma runs after sam and then tracy stupidly leaves the room she was just in and then knows that you know now there's a monkey between her and escape so maybe i should run back inside that room i was just in because you know that door wasn't great but it was better than nothing except she can't because now the door won't open what did she lock it what the fuck's happening and now sam is back in the stairway and sneaking out again tracy's backed in the locked room wait Is she? I don't know. I'm pretty sure that at this point in the film, the editor had a seizure. That's the only thing that makes sense right now. So, okay, Tracy's now hiding in a cabinet in the hallway, and Shockma smells her, and, you guessed it, is ripping through the cabinet to tear her to shreds and eat her entrails, and I'm just kidding. He's gently trying to open the door. Yeah, I'm gonna let that uh, hit for a second. He's literally been throwing his entire body weight against doors, but now... Knowing for a fact there's less than an inch of wood between him and a fresh victim, he's just gently trying to open it. Okay. Sit, sit, Shakma, stay, leave it. So, the training that they gave Shakma was apparently for a dog, but they figured, hey, it's probably got to work on baboons too, right? And does it work? No. No. Not really. At all. Yeah. So he finally starts trying to rip open the cabinet before going after Sam, who runs into another room, and then through that room to lure Shakma away. Now, this room has two doors. So rather than close both doors to keep Shakma in it for at least a short period of time, they just fucking run, because, you know, it's not like he's going to chase after him. Good call, dumbasses! <sighs> so they finally figured out that they just need to leave the building. Gee, that only took about 30 minutes more to figure out than it should have. Good job. Professor doesn't have the keys on him, though. So how are they going to get out, by the way? Where are the keys? Are they up in the office? Or the... No, they're just in the elevator. They're, they're, they they're were like five feet away from the whole fucking time. Maybe instead of, you know, dragging a corpse for 200 feet, Sam could have just looked around for 20 seconds. Whatever. So the monkey's confined to one floor now. So rather than just trying to break out a window or go for help, they decide they're going to go look for everyone else and then leave. <clears throat> I'm sure you know what I'm going to say about this. Just fucking leave and get people with goddamn guns in there or something, you fucking morons. Trying to save people has gone so well for you this far though, right? Better keep it up. Huh? <sighs> I'd say it's noble, but it's not. It's just stupid at this point. So Tracy starts looking for Bradley, who's, you know, dead, but they don't know that. Oh, and Tracy finally starts messing with her walkie-talkie to get a hold of anyone else. Why hasn't she done this before, you might have asked? That's a good question. Too bad you weren't the screenwriter. So Sam starts yelling for Gary, but Gary's on a different floor, and even though you can hear a monkey scream from a couple floors away, you can't hear a person screaming his fucking head off. Yeah. So Gary takes the elevator to the fifth floor, uh, because, you know, that's where Shockma is, and, uh, Yeah. There's still blood stains in the elevator, and blood in the elevator, and yeah, the corpse isn't there anymore, but how did Gary not notice all the blood everywhere, you might ask? Again, you're asking more questions than the screenwriter did, so good for you. Unfortunately, it's going to drive you crazy if you keep thinking about it. So, while he's doing that, uh, he, he gets in the elevator, and he says into the walkie-talkie again, hey, I know this walkie-talkie probably isn't working right now, but if you can hear me, Professor, I'm going to the fifth floor. So Tracy has tuned into his frequency and asked, Gary, is that you? Where are you now? Motherfucking stupid people. He just said where he was going. Instead of, Gary, is that you? Where are you going? Maybe you should have opened with, No, whoever you are, don't go to the fifth floor because it's dangerous. So he hits the button for the sixth floor. But... Shockma hit the button on the fifth floor, so it's gonna stop on the fifth floor because why the fuck not would Shockma just know to fucking hit a button on the elevator? Yeah, let's just fuck it, why not? So, yep, the door's open and Fly Monkey to the face! And now it's on the sixth floor, because the elevator kept going after that, and so Tracy just stands there and watches in horror! Because why would you run, or get help, or do anything other than just stand there while Shakma's eating Gary's face off? Like, oh my god! So she finally does snap out of it, and goes and hides in a room while Shakma starts trying to break the door in, and, you know, having dropped the walkie-talkie in the hallway, she's now stuck in the bathroom. So she runs into a stall to try to climb into the air vent, because, one... Not like Shockma can open the door or anything, and two, not like he could easily fit into the air vent and fuck your shit up there. That was me That was me facepalming, in case you're not used to that sound, because that deserved pain for how bad it was. Sam yells for Tracy, and then doesn't wait for a reply before running away, and it's cool because Tracy waits like ten seconds before replying anyways. She doesn't hear Shockma trying to open the door anymore, so she decides it's gotta be safe enough to go grab the walkie-talkie, like any sane, rational, fucking stupid person would do. On oh look, shakma almost got her and she's back in the bathroom. And again, she starts to back away from the door because she's fucking stupid. This is a push open door, by the way. He doesn't even have to pull this one. He just has to push against it. And he stops for all of 1 second, and that's long enough for her to go, "I'm going to back away now." So of course he almost gets in again. So she waits a few seconds and then backs away from the door again. oh my god so he gets in and gets to her before she gets to the air vent and you know fucking eats her throat out or whatever which is bad for him because she's obviously not brain food oh my god and she did manage to pull the grate off the air vent before she died, so I don't know. I'm kind of hoping Shockma gets in the air vent and starts running around and doing, like, some Bruce Willis diehard shit now, because fuck reasoning and logic. I just want to see crazy shit at this point. So, Sam makes it to the top floor and is looking for Kim, so we finally know Dick's sister's name. It's Kim. Only an hour into the movie, before we finally know everyone's name. Yay! So, some insanely stupid dialogue. Like, I can't even express how bad it is and how bad... Basically, it's everything except what it should be, which should be, oh, hey, people are dead, we need to leave, and I'll explain when we're safe. Nope, not that at all. So cut away to Dick's lady friend calling his mom to see if he went home. Spoiler alert, he didn't. And back to Sam and Kim, and Kim asking about Dick. And instead of saying, I'm so sorry, your brother's dead, we need to leave, he says, well, we know he's on five, we need to get everyone together. Just fucking tell her, so she doesn't do anything stupid, like, I don't know, trying to go get him and getting murdered by a goddamn monkey. Ah. So, okay, whatever. Well, 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 let's go find the others. Okay, yeah, let's go find the others. Just don't leave, whatever you do, don't fucking leave. Okay, so, oh wow, Kim is by far now the smartest person around, because she grabs two knives, for protection, and then she sees Dick's girlfriend's car down on the street, her name is Laura, by the way, so now we do know everyone's name, and tries to get her attention, but Laura can't hear them because they're six floors up and she's listening to loud music, so they figured they can maybe throw something out through the window to get her attention, that's a, that's a smart idea, so Kim goes to get something and Sam goes to get Tracy, so they split up because of course they fucking did, It only takes Kim like three seconds to get something, but yeah, let's split up. So cut to everyone being eaten by Shakma because they all deserve to die for being fucking stupid. I should have just ended it right there, but I'm not. So Kim starts trying to throw silverware out the window, but can't hit Laura's car. Don't get anything bigger and try to break the window too. That'd be silly. Not like there's tables and chairs and shit that would fit through the window that would definitely hit the car. But yeah, throw some silverware. That'll work. It doesn't work. Sam finds Gary's corpse, but spends way too long trying to figure out if he's alive, because, again, apparently the last thing they ever teach you at doctor school is how to check for a fucking pulse. And Kim leaves the safety of wherever she was. Wow, she's fucking stupid, too. She should go become a doctor. She sees bloodstains and a walkie-talkie. This bodes well. And then she finds Sam and Gary, and Sam is super worried about Tracy, and sees the radio. Where did you find this? Uh, the bathroom. Look! Bloody bad boom prints, leading into and out of the bathroom. <gasps> Kim refuses to leave to, to safety, even though Sam physically fucking assaults her at this point, by throwing her into a wall. I'm not even kidding. If Sam had showed half of this aggression at the monkey earlier, this movie would have been over by now. He convinces her to go upstairs, but doesn't go with her to make sure she's safe or anything, because he has to go check on Tracy, even though they were screaming in the hallway at each other, and not once did they hear Tracy go, Oh my god, help me, I'm hurting here, I'm eaten alive by a fucking monkey, oh my god, ah! No. So again, let's go check out everything else instead of just leaving to go get help, like any smart, sane, rational person would. He goes into the bathroom and finds a severely mutilated Tracy corpse. So then he sits there, And just acts distraught, instead of being like, Oh, I should run now and go make sure Kim and I both don't die. Nope, he just sits there and weeps and grabs Tracy's necklace and cries more. Because, I don't know, why would you do anything else, ever? Mm -hmm. Kim sees a hidden scroll that talks about a weapon cache. It's marbles, by the way. So she starts throwing those out of the window at Laura's car, but her aim is as bad as the entire plot of this movie. So instead of getting help, she just sees Laura get ready to drive away. (gasps) But Laura notices Kim's flashlight and says, stupid fucking game, and drives away. I'd say Laura is the only smart one here for leaving, but she willingly dated Dick, so she's fucking stupid too. Everybody's fucking stupid in this movie. Every single person in this movie is fucking stupid. Kim writes a note on the scroll and then runs off, likely to do, you know, something stupid. And speaking of doing something stupid, we now see Sam walking down the hallway with Tracy's corpse. What? Why would you... What? 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 Why would you go get help? Why would you go make sure Kim's okay when you can just do pointless shit like walk around with a dead body or kiss it on the lips creepily? Oh my god! Yes, that just happened, and now he's moving Gary's corpse too. Okay, I am starting to think Sam would be a serial killer if he ever got out of this movie, but because with all the corpse positioning he's doing. So remember earlier when I said shit gets weird? This this is it. He's posing corpses. This is fucking weird. So, he found the professor's keys. I bet he won't use them to, you know, get out of the building or anything, though. He goes to get Kim, but finds her note, and the note says, Sam, gone to find Richard, Kim. Remember when I said he should have told her that Dick was dead, so she wouldn't go do something stupid like trying to find him? Ta-fucking-da, people! So, Gary and Tracy were killed on the sixth floor. Dick is on the fifth floor, but I bet somehow, even though the stairway doors are too heavy for him to open... And he used the elevator to get back up to the 6th floor. Shokma is somehow back on the 5th floor. And will murder the fuck out of Kim. So here we are now. Where Kim is finding Dick's corpse. And she starts looking around worried. And then out of nowhere a fucking cat runs by. Seriously. This is, this is a goddamn locked science lab. That had primates in it. And there's been a fucking murderous baboon. Running around for an entire night. But suddenly there's a cat. To provide a jump scare. Right there. Right then. Because fuck us all for expecting any plot elements that make even a tiny bit of sense. Let's see if Shakma appears out of nowhere, glowing red, and proclaims himself to be Satan. Does that make sense? No! But then again, none of this does. Let's watch. <gasps> Flying monkey to the face! And Kim is dead. And now Sam is there and sees Dick dead. Dead smugly. And obviously dead smugly... He's, he's obviously dead, he, he, he has to check his pulse though, because, you know, Smugly's throat is slit open so much that the head's almost gone. By the way, I don't know how the monkey slit his throat like that, that but, but you know, gotta check because he might be alive, go Sam, way to be smart. Uh, oh look, oh no, it's a shoe that Kim had on, which means in that room over there, <gasps> no, yep, it's dead Kim. If you thought, wow, I bet that means Sam is going to carry your corpse around in a super weird, creepy way that makes literally no sense whatsoever, then hey, good job. You are ahead of the curve because that's exactly what he does. He just carries her corpse around because why even get help when you can pose corpses like a fucking sociopath? <sighs> so way back earlier in the film, way back when we thought this might be a fairly normal film that might make sense. Man, remember way back then? Remember when we were innocent and naive? I do. Those were simpler times. Well, back then, when they drugged Shokma after he first went apeshit. <laughs> get it? Apeshit. I know he's a monkey. Shut up. They used a long pole with a syringe at the end of it, so, you know, you don't actually have to get close to the dangerous animal to drug them. That makes sense. Well, just now, he remembers that that's a thing and gets it. And then he finally goes to the teacher's lounge and calls 911. Does he answer the operator, though, and tell them what's up? Nope, he barely says the phrase, my fault, and then hangs up the phone. Why warn anyone else now that 911 thinks that there's an issue? Because, you know, they're probably going to be on their way there, and eventually, even if they don't make their way there, school's going to start back up on Monday. And if you die before you fix this, then that monkey is going to kill whoever walks in first. <sighs> so Sam bandages up his arms to, you know, make them monkey- proof i guess and starts looking around for shockma and you know i can't i can't do this anymore folks this is this is too fucking terrible so i'm just gonna wait for the inevitable duo death this is gonna lead to and describe that i'm gonna spare you the pain of the next several minutes of this piece of shit and jump to the end of the script i'm gonna watch it because i will suffer for you all so so much but i'm going to spare you the pain you're welcome i love you all wish me luck Good news, I lived through that. Barely. Long story short, he tried to bait Shockma with a mouse in a cage that was hooked up to wires so he could electrocute the monkey, and the mouse by the way, because no living being is safe from Sam being a fucking asshole, but Shockma doesn't fall for it and instead sneaks up on him and of course, say it with me, FLYING MONKEY TO THE FACE. So Shockma claws and bites the fuck out of Sam, who manages to stab him once or twice. Then... Sam uses a mirror to confuse the monkey into thinking Sam is standing in front of where they cremate the put-down animals. So Shockma jumps in, smashes through the mirror, lands into the cremation thing, and Sam turns it on and burns the monkey alive. Yeah, dude, you know, you could have just shot him with the trank darts at that point before burning him alive so he didn't have to feel it. After all, this is all your fucking fault for being an incompetent asshole. I'm actually upset Sam hasn't died yet. He should die. Of all the people that died tonight, he's the one who most deserves it, yet he's still staggering around like a fucking hero or something. Oh wait, nope, never mind. There he goes. He trips over a corpse, by the way, he placed that corpse there, because he can't be normal, and is apparently bleeding to death while saying, I win over and over. What did he win, really? Why did he pose all the corpses? Why didn't he just fucking be normal for two seconds? Why did anyone think this movie was a good idea? How the fuck did they get Roddy McDowell to agree to it? We'll never know, because that was it. That was the end of Shockma. Whew, that was a hell of an episode. That movie was bad. I've watched it before, but there is a huge difference. Between watching a bad horror movie and just to have like some background noise going on and having some laughs, versus watching it specifically to point out all the stupidity involved in it. And this one was draining. But honestly, I do think it was worth it. Don't you? Yeah. So since I did drone on earlier, I won't keep you longer than necessary. Facebook, Twitter, email, Patreon, SoundCloud, iTunes, however you listen to me, let me know. Like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. Donate if you want. Just help spread the word if you wouldn't mind. And even if you would mind, it's cool. I get it. I just hope regardless, you keep listening. I have fun doing this, and I want you to have fun listening. So take care, everyone. Keep checking this week for hints of the day to see if you can guess next week's movie before it's up. And if you do, you'll be the first person to do so. So, yeah. So stay safe. Take care. Thank you for listening.